Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Project Brief here on the Boink Network Discord server. If you don't know what the Project Brief is, it's a little episode that I do every now and then to explain a Boink project um, and also have fun with Jay Ringo and ask him all sorts of funny questions. I'm ready. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Okay, but uh, as per tradition, we got a new beverage this week. So, um, are there any guesses as to what it could be? I, I showed a sneak peek on my camera because I, I put my camera on because you're not going to believe me when I say it. But I've got the neck of a bottle. It's like orangey, not orangey, red sort of color. Any guesses? Uh, liquefied cauliflower. <laughs> You're actually pretty close. Woo! All right. <laughs> uh, we got bubble gum, which actually it's it's not too that's that's pretty close too. Not too bad, um, taste wise. Uh, someone says rum and coke without rum. I think I've already reviewed that. <laughs> uh, no, it's not root beer. It's not root beer. <clears throat> I'll give you a small clue. My brother did recently come back from an American import store. So, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting one. I am currently drinking Martian poop, Martian berry flavor soda. I'm sorry. Say that again. I'll, I'll say it again. Martian poop, Martian berry flavor soda. <laughs> So the name of the drink is Martian Poop. Martian and Poop, and I'll put it on camera it, because you're not going to believe me. This is actually Martian Poop. You're seeing this, right? But still, I am not believing. <laughs> okay, well, it says that it's pure cane sugar. It's imported from the U.S. Um, it probably has more than my daily intake of sugar. Uh, it may have high fructose corn syrup, but we'll see. Um, no, just pure cane sugar. Uh, it also has quinine in it, which is interesting. Uh, the color is red 40, apparently. <laughs> the taste is, um, very natural. It's almost like, uh, if you've been to, like, a shopping center or something and they have like the actual cane sugar stuff that they crush and uh turn into um like the little drink that you get that's basically what it tastes like it has that really like raw cane sugar sort of sort of uh taste oh my god vitaly has the bundaberg ginger beer let's go <laughs> um yeah like, there is an American flag on it. I don't know if you can see it right there. That is the American flag right there. So it is imported from the US. Uh, for those of you that are interested, apparently it's on rocketfizz.com. But if you go to that site, you might get spoilers for the other drinks that I got. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's uh, move on to the project brief. So as usual with the project brief, um, please leave all questions to the end where we can have a little discussion about the project. Um, and uh, as for as per usual, uh, question, Jeringo, 
What's your favorite tool? Uh, oh man, I can't think of his name. What, what does it look like? <laughs> uh, a blonde dude with a crooked nose. <laughs> He's in Zoolander. <laughs> That's a good I can't one. Think of his name, though. Um, no, but uh, my my one would probably be Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, my my favorite tool's probably just got to be a telescope. Because, I mean, you get those times where you and your mates grab a telescope, go out to the middle of nowhere, um, almost fall down the side of a cliff, set up the telescope, and uh, look at the stars. And even though it's a cloudy night, you see a couple, and you also get a glimpse of the moon, and everyone's smiling, and it's really cool. So, telescopes are probably got to be my favorite tool. But why are we talking about tools? Because we're making them. We're going to be talking about black holes at home. Um, so most of us probably know or have heard of black holes, but if you don't know what they are scientifically, I'll give you a quick refresher. Black holes are super dense objects, almost as dense as Jeringa. Hey! <laughs> no, Jeringa, we love you. <laughs> I can be dense too. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so yes, black holes are super dense objects. What does that mean? It means they have a lot of a lot of mass packed into a really, really, really tiny space. So much so that their gravity is so powerful that light can't even escape its gravitational pull. All right, that would probably go on over your head if you don't know the science of a black hole. But yes, literally, because of the gravity of the black hole, light can't escape. You're thinking, well, light can't be affected by gravity. Actually, yes, it can. Uh, and that's why black holes are so interesting for scientists, is because not even light can escape it. It's pretty much like living proof of Einstein's relativity. The best way that I can explain it is if you've ever been to a shopping mall, and you have those coin wells where, like, you put the coin into the side of it and, like, it rolls around and around and around and around and around. And then when it gets to the middle, it gets really quick and then it falls in. That's kind of like how uh, the gravitational pull of a black hole works. And uh, basically the light gets kind of... When, when it gets into the middle of that well, where it gets so deep that it actually reaches into the coin bucket... That's where the light gets trapped. Other than that, it can kind of like move around it. It, it gets actually warped around it. Um, if you've ever seen pictures of gravitation, what's called gravitational lensing, that's what the kind of edges of the well do. So as light passes close to a black hole, it gets lensed around it, but can still pass around it and escape its gravitational pull. But when the light goes directly into it, it gets lost forever. That's why it's essentially a black hole. It doesn't reflect anything. Um, and the reason why we're so interested in black holes is because it could actually lead to some very, very, very important scientific understandings and breakthroughs, um, which could hold keys to understanding the universe. Because after all, it's basically a big mask over something that we don't even, we can't even conceptualize. 
It could lead to a wormhole. We could be sped out in some other place in the universe. It could be like Interstellar where, I don't know, we might go into a Tesseract or something. I should have said spoilers if you haven't watched Interstellar, but it's an old, it's, it's an old enough movie now, I think. Most people would have seen it. Um, yeah, so what is Black Holes at Home doing? I should probably tell you first that Black Holes at Home hasn't actually started yet. It's going to be a Boeing project, but it hasn't actually done anything yet. But what it will be doing is creating and validating simulation tools. So one thing that scientists love to do is they like to model things first before they run experiments. So what we're doing here is we're modeling black holes before a scientist accidentally makes one in the lab and sucks in the entire Earth into the black hole. That's not what we're actually going to be experimenting with, but um, <laughs> yeah, because we can't essentially make or kind of touch a black hole because they're so far away from us, we can only simulate what they do. So by simulating them, we can see whether we can match our understanding of the universe with that of reality by examining black holes. Uh, these simu simulation tools are interesting uh, because it all started out with one particular uh, simulation tool called the Einstein Toolkit. And no, Einstein himself did not make this toolkit, but it is based off of Einstein's theories of relativity. So uh, what this toolkit did was it basically just simulated black holes. It simulated the, fu uh, the functionality, the behaviors, loads of different features of a black hole were uh, uh, simulated using the software. But there are problems with it. It is pretty ancient software. It uh, it ran on big supercomputers, and it's meant to be run on big supercomputers. Uh, it takes up a crap load of RAM uh, for computers. And, um, yeah, it's really just software that's a pain to work with. But not only is it a pain to work with, but it has precision issues. <laughs> um, I'll post a picture in chat, and I'll describe it here. But uh, I'm going to post a picture in chat of a simulation that they ran comparing the Black Holes at Home toolkit with the Einstein at Home toolkit. So the Einstein at Home toolkit is the purple line, whereas the blue line is the Black Holes at Home uh, toolkit that they have and they're trying out. So... The Einstein at Home Toolkit, oh, sorry, not Einstein at Home Toolkit, I'll just make that clear right now, it is not the Einstein at Home Toolkit, it is the Einstein Toolkit. I'm not going to get in that argument vitally, I'm not going to argue whether that line is blue or green, I'm just going to say it's blue, that's what I'm seeing, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, so yeah, the Einstein Toolkit has a lot of precision errors. In this graph here, we have a sinusoidal wave. So it's like a big wave. It goes up and down and up and down and up and down. Very, it's supposed to be very smooth because after all, it is gravitational. And uh, with most gravitational pulls and uh, orbits, it is quite synchronous. It is elegant, synchronous, and smooth. But the Einstein toolkit has all these jagged lines that go around it. 
And th those are all the precision errors. And when we're talking about such huge objects, um, even the smallest and slightest precision error could make the biggest difference later on in the simulation. So the black holes at home toolkit not only solves the precision issues, but also makes it easy for regular computers to actually crunch this thing. Um, interesting fact, actually, uh, with regards to precision. Um, the reason why we have precision issues in computers is because of pretty much mathematical limitations. So you'd be interested to know, and, um, for those of you that don't, you can't actually represent 0.1 in a computer using traditional floating point storage. So if you were to store the number 0.1 in your computer, you're not actually storing 0.1. You're, you're, you're storing 0 0.1, I don't know, maybe like 1, 2, 5, 1, 1, 5, whatever, something. Reason is because the way that it happens is to store a floating point number typically what would happen is you'd have inverse powers of two. So you'd have to somehow make up this number from a half, a quarter, an eighth, a sixteenth, one thirty-second, one sixty-fourth, um, one one-twenty-eighth, and so on. Now, an exercise at home would be trying to represent 0 0.1 using those numbers. And you'll find that it is going to take you an infinite number of inverse powers of two in order to get that. So after all, the best we can do is approximate. So the black holes at home toolkit is uh, actually, actually has an interesting name. Um, it's called NERPI. Uh, they have a mascot, by the way, it's uh, the NERPI seal. So if you follow black holes at home on Twitter, you're probably thinking, what the hell am I following? Um, because it's just a picture of a seal pup. <laughs> and I'll post it in chat for those that are interested. <clears throat> but yes, Black Holes at Home, the official Twitter page has a profile picture of a NERPY seal. Uh, NERPY uh, is spelt, well, the toolkit is spelt N-R-P-Y, and it's called NERPY Plus. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, the, this toolkit was, uh, I'm not sure where exactly this toolkit originated from, but all I know is that Black Holes at Home is uh, maintaining it and improving it, and also proving that it can be better than the Einstein toolkit. Because after all, it produced much smoother results than the Einstein toolkit. So uh, another thing was that the uh, NERPI allows for black hole simulation to be run on regular old computers. So this is your yeah, standard computers at home that have a little bit of RAM, a little bit of CPU, probably a GPU as well. Um, and uh, the NERPI software significantly reduces the amount of RAM that the black hole simulations take up, which is fantastic. Because then we can now have a point project where a whole bunch of regular computers from everyone here and around the world who can start uh, simulating black holes. And that's great. That's brilliant. And I mean, wouldn't you like to simulate a black hole in your computer? 
Uh, so hopefully soon Black Holes at Home will start up. Uh, I'm actually keen to see it start up as well. Uh, it's, it's quite an interesting project. And just to summarize, uh, the project does in fact do two things. They intend to test out the software that they're maintaining, NERPI. And they also want to eventually create a catalog of black hole collisions and other phenomena. So not only are we talking about two black holes colliding, but also two black holes orbiting each other, creating gravitational waves, um, other orbits. Yeah, just a whole bunch of different uh, black hole phenomena they want to create, simulate, catalog, and turn into a data set. And uh, I believe that concludes everything about black holes at home. Are there any questions? Well, people throw questions in the chat. I will ask if this project will fill the black hole in my heart. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> uh, okay, so we could argue over what Vitaly said, whether that chart is blue or green. It's now green, that I zoom... Yeah, now, now that I zoom into it, it does look green. I was looking at it really, really small. It's blue when it crosses the pink line, though. What? That's just your eye playing tricks on you. You don't tell me. What? Okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, Vithly, I do admit that line was in fact green, but it looked blue because I had the image really small. Okay, are we all happy? Are we all satisfied with that? <laughs> oh, so, okay. Someone actually brought up, someone actually brought up the RGB code for the line. It's more green than blue. Okay. Uh, okay, it's one five eight green and one one five blue, so it's greenish blue. <laughs> okay. Um, any other questions we got here? Yeah, if a black hole does get near our planet, we are, we probably won't even have a day. Like, we'd probably just be screwed. <laughs> We're not going to have a bad day. We're just going to be screwed. Um, I heard that one of the largest black holes has over 20 billion times the mass of our sun. That's actually believable. Like, that's actually believable. Um... Back, especially when uh, the universe was uh, starting out, I believe. If I'm not mis no. Oh, no, I think it's theories of how a previous universe might have been formed. Um, I believe there's a theory that in a previous universe, everything basically turned into a black hole and everything got sucked into a black hole. And we could basically foresee that in the very, very far future of our universe where just everything just turns into black holes and everything gets sucked into black holes and black holes merge into each other until the entire universe is like one big black hole. And then from some event or big bang again, it just recreates the universe. Um, so black holes can get pretty big. Uh, what else we have? Another interesting fact about black holes is that they actually emit radiation. Um, 
you might have heard of Hawking radiation. If you want to go and search that up and go on a bit of a rabbit hole, Hawking radiation is the radiation that black holes emit. Because black holes do shrink over time. And the reason why they shrink, all, I mean, because of conservation of mass and energy, you have to lose some energy somehow to lose the mass. So, um, yeah, when scientists observed that black holes were shrinking, they said, okay, well, where, where's all the, all the mass going? Turns out, Hawking radiation. It's almost like a little heat signature of a uh, black hole. Yeah, black holes do go on a diet sometimes. Some of them are called zombie black holes because they're in orbit with a, um, another star. And what they do is they feed off of the star's gases, which is really interesting. And I believe they call them zombie black holes. Yeah, Robert, um, Sagittarius A, which I believe is the black hole in the middle of our galaxy, is a runt when it comes to the supermassive black... Uh, oh, hold on, Sagittarius... Ah, oh, Sagittarius A star. Yeah, sorry. Um, get my terms mixed up. But yeah, pretty much a star compared to a black hole is pretty... Oh, most stars compared to a black hole is pretty small. Um, but, uh, yeah, some stars uh, turn into black holes uh, when they go supernova because the compression causes a singularity to be made where the point of, I think, infinite density, which is kind of hard to conceptualize. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the black hole in the center of galaxy is really massive. And, uh, yeah, compared to pretty much most of the stars in our galaxy, it's huge. Actually, probably all of them in the galaxy, it's pretty huge. Okay, I think that's it. Any other questions, Jeringer? No. Don't you want to ask how the Martian poop soda is? is no, because I feel like I can assume what that answer is. It's not going well. It's actually not that bad. I just feel like I'm in a candy store. Like, this has, like, a really strong candy flavor. I wouldn't have thought Martian feces tasted this good. And I wouldn't have thought that I'd say Martian feces on a podcast. <laughs> Let alone twice. <laughs> if I say it three times, isn't Martian going to knock on my door and come in? Only one way to find out. <laughs> I am not going to try that. <laughs> Make a point project. But yeah, we got Seti at home. Haha. <laughs> Trying to find Martian feces. Is this the outcome of Seti at home? This drink? <laughs> yeah, we found it. <laughs> we found the extraterrestrial life. Okay. Um, we'll end it there then. Thank okay. you all for coming. Oh, yeah? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. <Settle it. laughs> Um, thank you all for coming and listening to the Project Brief. Uh, stay tuned for next week where I'll have another fantastical drink from the American Import Store. 
and I'm hoping that it doesn't taste too bad because compared to compared to what this says, compared to some of the other ones, which are actually real like real foods, I think I'd choose this one out of the other two that I have because the other ones the other ones sound pretty disgusting. <laughs> so um, yeah, stay tuned for next episode and have a good one, everyone. Bye.